Welcome back to the Coach's Corner. I'm your host, Peter Sachuk, UHY's Career Development and Training Manager. It's hard to believe, but it's almost been a full year since we began working from home due to the COVID-19 pandemic. This shift from in-person to remote work forced us to leverage many useful technologies, the most important being our virtual conference platforms, GoToMeeting and Microsoft Teams. However, as the year has progressed, you may be or already have experienced virtual conference fatigue, better known as Zoom fatigue. As we continue to operate in this largely virtual world for the next few months, possibly even after our offices are back to quote unquote normal, it's important to recognize Zoom fatigue and take steps to ease the mental strain that comes from so many virtual meetings. This episode aims to do just that. Let's get started. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic that, at the time of this recording, still limits our ability to meet in person with our colleagues, clients, and family members, we've been forced to adopt virtual solutions like Microsoft Teams and GoToMeeting. However, like my mom used to say, and probably still does, everything in moderation. An overuse or overdependency on virtual conference tools such as these creates tiredness, worry, or burnout, all of which lead to Zoom fatigue. To better understand Zoom fatigue, let's take a quick step back and try to understand what is considered fatigue. Psychologically, fatigue is a reward-cost trade-off that happens in our minds unconsciously. At every level of our behavior, we decide the likely rewards versus costs of engaging in a certain activity. In other words, is the juice worth the squeeze? Here's a simple example. Say you're typing an email to a client and you misspell a word. How many of you simply highlight the word and hit the delete key on your keyboard? Conversely, how many of you press the backspace key until the word is removed? While there is no right or wrong answer, there is a higher time savings by highlighting the word and simply deleting it. Granted, it might be a few milliseconds, but you get the idea. When we have a higher perceived reward versus cost, our alertness, energy, and motivation increase, which is the opposite of fatigue. Now, there may be certain individuals out there that say a virtual meeting is the same as an in-person meeting. There is no such thing as Zoom fatigue. Don't be fooled. There are many differences between the two, and it's these differences that cause Zoom fatigue. Let's dive into a few of them. The first cause of Zoom fatigue is technical issues, the biggest culprit being audio. In person, we are able to hear what others are saying without delay. Virtually, there is an inherent delay depending on our platform of choice, and any delay in verbal responses may negatively impact our interpersonal perceptions. In turn, this may decrease the perceived reward of conducting a video versus in-person conference to some individuals, and when in-person is unavailable, lead to increased fatigue. The second cause of Zoom fatigue is an increased cognitive load. As we learned in our series on emotional intelligence, 93% of communication is nonverbal and consists of body language and tone. In person, certain cues are very easy to interpret, such as attention or body posture. These cues help decrease our cognitive load and help provide a clear message. Virtually, these same cues are difficult to visualize since you are not sharing the same space with the other person, thus increasing the cognitive and emotional effort required to take in the message. An increased cognitive load may also come from distractions like multitasking. When you're in a virtual conference versus in person, you'll likely feel a greater desire to multitask since nobody's sharing the space with you to notice. When you multitask, your attention shifts from window to window. 
And when you flip back to your virtual conference, it requires a greater cognitive load to get caught up. Finally, virtual conferences lack a mutual gaze that is present in all in-person meetings. Think of the last in-person meeting you had. Where did you focus your attention? Likely, your focus was on the eyes of the other meeting participants. Research shows that eye contact improves the connection you have with another individual. It can lead to faster responses and easier recognition of names and faces. Virtually, that gaze must be directed to a camera, which makes it look like you're making eye contact with someone, but in reality, it's hard to distinguish between any two people. Suffice it to say, the rewards of an over-reliance on video conferences do not outweigh the costs and will quickly lead to fatigue if not corrected. So how do we avoid fatigue and get back to using video conferences as a productive tool rather than a destructive force? The first way is to avoid the urge to multitask. And I know you're probably thinking that's easier said than done. But remember, multitasking increases our cognitive load and subsequently our level of fatigue. To avoid this increase in cognitive load, I challenge you on your next video conference to close any tabs or programs that may distract you. Further, I challenge you to put your phone away, possibly a drawer in a filing cabinet or another room, and remain present in the meeting. This allows you to channel your energy into ensuring you hear a clear message from the speaker. Another way is to build breaks into your video conference. During the longer calls, probably an hour or more, Look away from your screen for a second or minimize your window. Then come back to the meeting. You should feel slightly recharged and re-engaged in the discussion. Also, if your schedule is loaded with virtual conferences, try to make meetings 25 or 50 minutes so you have enough time to get up, move around, and focus on something else before hopping into another session. If you find yourself on a longer conference, make it okay for others to turn off their cameras when they're not speaking or suggest this to your meeting's host. To further reduce Zoom fatigue, reduce any on-screen stimuli. This is anything that may distract you from delivering a succinct message, such as a pile of laundry or dishes, stacks of papers on your desk, or distracting artwork. If possible, with your fellow meeting attendees, agree to use a virtual, plain background or keep your webcams off. Microsoft Teams and GoToMeeting both allow you to upload your own image and use it as your virtual background to avoid distracting you and others from what's going on around you. An off-the-wall suggestion to reduce Zoom fatigue is to see which of your virtual conferences can be held over the phone, via email, or by instant message. Oftentimes, meetings get scheduled that could have been easily handled over email. Don't worry, I've done it too. Nobody's perfect. Instead of yet another virtual meeting, suggest that the group meet for a quick phone call instead. Their answer may surprise you. Finally, and this is my personal favorite, Schedule do not book appointments in your calendar or designate one day a week for your virtual meetings, if at all possible. By scheduling do not book appointments, this will help ensure you can complete any of your assigned projects or tasks without the distraction of another meeting. If you can achieve the one day holy grail meeting scenario, that's even better. You can almost hype yourself up for it. Here's a quick recap of what we just covered or the too long didn't listen version. Zoom fatigue is that feeling of tiredness, worry, or burnout we all feel because of the numerous virtual conference meetings we've participated in over the past 12 months. We experience fatigue when the potential rewards of an action do not outweigh the costs. There are distinct differences between an in-person and virtual meeting, such as technical issues and an increased cognitive load due to distractions and our environments. 
These differences and an over-reliance on virtual conferences increases our fatigue levels because the costs do not outweigh the rewards. To ensure virtual conferences are used as a productive tool versus a destructive force, we should avoid the urge to multitask, build breaks into our schedules, reduce on-screen stimuli, change the delivery method, and block off time in our calendars where no meeting can be scheduled. Thanks as always for listening to this episode of The Coach's Corner. On the next episode, we'll discuss how to strengthen your virtual presence during virtual meetings for our current environment and beyond. As always, if you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed, let me know via email, phone, or instant message, and we can discuss it further. Until next time.